before this episode, I asked Jason whether he ever experiences something that I often find myself doing. Um, and that's that when I have a conversation with someone, I'll finish that conversation. And then this little voice in my head is going, what if that was your last ever interaction with that person? What if you or that person dies tomorrow and you never get another interaction? Was, was that the best interaction you could ever have? Did you use that connection to its potential? I don't give everything I have all the time to people. Mm. And that causes, it definitely can cause a lot of inner turmoil. Um, but you're not giving your full potential. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I'm allowing the circumstance of the, like, maybe if it's a dinner or if it's with socially, like, I let the situation almost dictate me. A little bit more than I would want to. Like just telling someone how much you care about them and love them is maybe the the, the purest form of I'll miss you if you're gone tomorrow. And or telling them really truthfully with a lot of I don't know. I mean, from from my end, a lot of passion and a lot of just sort of almost intensity. And sometimes I think that that's that's a lot of my go a lot of the time. But then it goes missing sometimes, and life goes on. The person's still there, so it's like I've got all the evidence in the world to say the person's going to be there tomorrow. Yet I'm constantly confounded with that fact that. One day they might not be, and that day could be tomorrow. One day they definitely won't be, or either that or you won't be. Yeah. Yeah. And does, does that bring up a sense of guilt or longing that you're not necessarily using every interaction to its potential, or, or is, is that even a ridiculous expectation? Know that we should be using every interaction like it's the last. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a ridiculous expectation. I, I, I think, I think it's more about a state of mind that that sort of happens in response to knowing that the person could go from being there to to nothing. Mm. I, I, I think it's 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 maybe maybe the outcome is that you show more of yourself while you're with them. Maybe it's a it's almost like if they were to die tomorrow and you were able to sort of be consciously aware of your time with them in that moment, then maybe if something did happen to them, that that level of I've done all I can 
to my absolute capacity mm. to be with that person while they were here. And uh, the the idea of authenticity, you know, the fact mm. I've I've been as authentic as I can mm. with this person, and I've given exactly who I am mm. to try and get exactly who they are. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess that means I've I've enabled the connection to go to the limit of where it can go. Yeah. You get to that sensation or experience that it's the end of the line before it's the end of the line. Hmm. That's a... Hmm. It's a way of kind of minimising any extra room for... which could create regrets... Because what what do people say? What do you think people say to each other? I mean, there'd be people right now in hospitals um, around Melbourne and all over the world who are saying their last words to their loved ones, and or maybe the last words to themselves. Yeah. Without families. No one to say goodbye to. Yeah, and like, I wonder what those conversations are like. I mean, I know that it's, um, you know, from my grandma dying, it was as it was simple as I love you. Um, and the amount that she could comprehend that, I'm not sure in, in the state that she was in. Um, I assume a lot of conversations are that simple. Hmm. Um, I mean, what else can you say? Other than I love you. Yeah. It's like, I'm leaving now. I'll no longer be here. I'll never no longer be a representation of who who I was. At least at least physically. Yeah. You know, and I think that's you have interesting thing is, is that you hold the sort of I mean, how much is how much is memories worth it? How much is like how much do memories sort of aid that? Like that someone physically is no longer there. Relating it to your example with your 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 grandmother, grandma. Um, like what what memories do they hold after the person's gone? What memories does uh, uh, that I have mm. of of the person who died? Well, yeah, it's a, it's um it's an interesting one, like. Someone asked me the other day, um, would you rather have no capacity for memory or um, no capacity for love or something kind of stupid, gimmicky like that? But then I was thinking about it and I was like, "Uh, well, 
no capacity for memory. Like, like memory is everything. Mm. Like memory brings you into, you know, our, a context of our friendship. It, it's so it's such a special friendship because it's in the context of the memories that have built up to the point where we're sitting in this car doing this podcast now. Mm. Uh, and, 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 you know, four years ago, we didn't know each other. Mm. Um, you know, three years ago, we knew each other, but we would have been having conversations about, I don't know, nothing. You know, so memory, it's like when they say when, you know, people... Um, break up from ter- terrible, have they terrible breakups, and they say, "Well, you know, you get you get to keep the memories. Like it's that's what's beautiful about it. You didn't lose the memories." And um, I don't know. I guess yeah. What I guess is, is the purpose of life to collect nice memories. Mm. Well, we interpret memories, right? Like, I don't know, we, we collect them, but at the same time we're interpreting them. So they're not, they're not, they're not necessarily something that's, there's a lot of fiction to them. They're, 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 they're they exist, but they, they do, I think they do fade over time or change in meaning over time. Like they represent something like maybe like maybe the memories are there, you know, on our case, in our in our relationship we're gonna talk really in on a personal sense that if the memories weren't there where how would we know you know, how do we know like who we are, who what we what we mean to each other? We would, we just wouldn't. We it would almost be Groundhog Day every day, and it would be. But then I think at the same time with that, I think, what's the purpose of them? Because we don't. Once we die. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. And then you have no memories. So memories are just in this sort of temporary. They die with you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite, it's actually something that I was thinking on the, when I was driving home today, I was thinking, your memories die with you. Yeah. Your experiences die with you. And as Alan Watts used to always say, you know, it's like you never, you you, you die and it's like you never were here. You never thought lived. Yeah. And it's it, it's nothingness. It's just like, yeah. here we are in this car. And one day, one day, one of us will be dead. Mm. Then another one, then, then... Hopefully not at the same time, yeah. Yeah, maybe shortly after the other <laughs> one will die. Yeah. In suspicious circumstances. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think that's it. That's it. It's... And that's, I think for me like what's so hard 
to fathom that I that I I know I I avoid thinking about my own death um, because the nothingness is so it almost feels beyond my human brain to to consider that and like at at the same time I'm I'm intrigued by it like I'm mm. so I can't stop thinking about it but it's so in every way I want to avoid thinking about it. Um, and, you know, it, it goes in spurts, like when, when loved ones pass away, then, I, you know, I start obsessing over it again. Um, and I guess, you know, when things slow down in life, like when, when I'm not working as much, um, bored, boredom, it's a time when I'm, you know, I, I think I, I don't like being bored because that's when I'm having to think about, well, like, there's going to be an end. I don't know when it's going to be, but, like, this whole world is, it's, it's almost like a game, like, that you're just in for a bit. And then... What's what's the ex- yeah. go back to the boredom? What 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 does boredom experience? What do you experience boredom as? Well, I don't like it. It's it's anxiety provoking. Like no, but go back further than that. Beneath before the anxiety, you have anxiety. It, it's a it's a response. It's it's it, it's it's there. But, yeah. but what about before that? What about, like, what is, what is boredom? Well, yeah, it's just, it's nothingness. It's, um, boredom is, is existence, I guess. It's just, boredom confronts me with the fact that there is no meaning. Like, you can try and insert meaning mm-hmm. through, through work and routine and... Podcasts. Podcasts, friendships. But, like, boredom is, like, stark reminder, like, you know, you, you can't really get away from the fact that you're going you're gonna to eventually see that there's just nothing. And, you know, like, I'm looking out now, like, at my street and, um, you know, like, all the trees and it's, like, beautiful, um, close to the beach and it's like, yeah, well, that... That stuff is all nice and it's going to be hopefully here for many generations beyond when we're both no longer in this world. Um, and we only get to see it for a bit. Mm. And mm. then that it's sort of... But, you know, this, is, these, this landscape has been here for so many generations before us. And will be for for so many generations after, and yeah, it's it's kind of um, reminding me of something my grandpa said, who's um, very into you know, philosophy, and we did we did we did have a conversation um, about death um, and about his death few weeks ago and um 
yeah, he said he, he's in his late 80s and he said something like, you know, I'm not afraid of it. I'm just kind of, it's um, upsetting to, to know that I won't, I don't think he used the word upsetting actually. I think he said it's kind of, he's annoyed that he won't see what comes after in the world and what, what else happens around him. Um, like in politics and development of technology and environment, like the that missing out because you're just a blip in all of that. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so I think that, you know to put it together. I guess I think it comes down to like what Jace, what you know, like what we were speaking about before. Yeah. on my balcony like about that on <laughs> the balcony about the 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 ego and um feeling special and yeah. feeling different to, to other people and how much of a of a joke that is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and, then, and that's ultimately, I mean, a lot of these things, I mean, the fears that your grandpa has and that sense of being unique or different is, is ultimately a response to that, that, that strong, overwhelming, overcoming sense of nothingness or helplessness. Mm. You know, it's, it's that insertion of something. It's the creation of something that's different or something that, you know, like if you if you if you live in in the, in the world and you can anticipate things that that happen to you, you can you can you can you can create these these problems yourself and create solutions. And it's all it's all an attempt to minimise that one thing that we know that ultimately none of what we do matters matters. Yeah, and that's the, I mean from from my end, that's the beauty of it. Is that that if 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 when I hold that at at some points in my life it overwhelms me to the point where you know it comes out in nothingness. I don't I don't almost feel anything, you know. And that's a that's a that's that's a response in itself. But then other times it that that helplessness or that or carelessness is so strong it just forces me to do things. Because I don't, because I, because I know I'm going to die, so I talk to people in a way that has no. I feel like it's just I don't have any boundaries with it. I just let it flood in, and I wish I could do that more. Mm. You know, I wish I could do that more. You have an example. Oh, I mean, the, the, the these examples are, you know. Uh, sort of momentary um you know i have them the probably most recent example was you know with 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 my parents and you know ultimately spending a lot of time with them recently and then it only took took me took took the last day of my time over there to really just unleash emotionally everything that i had been fearing or maybe not fearing everything, I, I feel like I needed to say, knowing that 
because I do live interstate, that anything could happen to them, and, and their health is is not something that should be um, tokenized. Like they could they could they could die at any moment. That that that's the reality of their of of how they live. And we had this conversation about death, dying, provoking what we would say to each other, how we would live despite someone else not being there. And the conversation was so unique and so different to something that we've ever experienced as a, you know, there was, it's just three of us, you know. And I just felt that there was a lot of resistance, yet there, there was also this level of freedom that I felt like we had entered this place where I could leave and there was a sense of peace that I'd never felt before with my parents. It was like, they see me, I see them. If they were to die, how 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 beautiful was it that I've got that memory? Mm. And if I was to say something to them, already at their funeral I've already said it to them yeah it's like I almost don't feel like death is that barrier anymore to the to the to the relationship that I have with my parents because now because it's you know everything that they are I've absorbed in many ways and they know that now and maybe they always knew that but I was able to find words somehow and able to have that experience, and that that that's probably the most recent Do you example. Remember, you know, you don't have to go into detail if you want to. I can cut it out. But do, do you remember? Um, or did, do you want to say? You know, the kinds of things that you did say. Yeah, I mean, a lot of. I mean, one thing that comes to mind is. We were talking about my mum passing away suddenly and my mum's had many you know, um, times where things are escalated quite quick. She quite she lives a life on the edge, you know, both psychologically and, and, and physical health. So um, and we asked, asked my dad, you know, what would happen if... How would you experience... How do you think... How would you... How do you think you would experience mum passing away or, or dying suddenly? And in that moment, you can you can see the horror in my dad's face. The complete, absolute resistance not to respond. But he sort of looked at me and sort of said, you know, that's just, that's, that's not going to happen. And then so my mum sort of looked, just, well, she's thinking, well, this could happen, mum context my mum's been an ICU nurse for pretty much her whole life she sort of had a bit of a flinch too but even she didn't move too much and I said dad if like what what do you think's going to happen like what's the alternative and he goes well I'll die before her and I said how why how do you know that and he goes well I just will and then I said well what if mum, hypothetically, what if mum did die before you suddenly 
next week? And he said, I don't know. I don't know what I would, would, would do. I probably wouldn't want to be here. And I said, and then I said, so you'd want to die? You think you'd want to die? And he goes, I, he goes, I don't know, Jason. I don't know. And that conversation was sort of the, that was sort of the initial conversation that moved into what would we say to each other? Mm. You know, what do you want to say now? And and it was, you could see, it was like, for them... What would we say to each other if she died? Yeah, what would you... Don't don't wait for it. Say some things. Tell, tell... Like if it was her funeral? Well, maybe not even that. Like, what what... what would you say to her what would you miss the most about her that you can say right now in this conversation yeah you know yeah and it wasn't i wanted to move away from the whole reflection exercise like let's reflect on it and do it later because i knew they probably wouldn't do it later yeah so i pushed them and you know they look in and this is the thing it's absolutely pushing those boundaries of sort of uncomfortability and resistance and pushback and you know and and there's a lot of emotion there and a lot of fear there and ultimately we were were just all sitting in that and you know and then my dad started to remarkably my dad started to talk you know in his way about how good of a mother my mum was to to us Mm. and I've never heard him speak like that Never speak. I've never heard him say those words in such a vortex of emotion. You know, all those things going on. He he said it, and I could see my mum was my mum. Then sort of started sort of started talking about the same sort of thing. You know, about my dad being a great father, and and then I started talking about him as a father and mother, and and. And then the, the, the strangest thing happened. We, we sort of finished that conversation and then we dinner arrived. <laughs> Were you in a restaurant? <laughs> no, no. No, we were supposed to go to a restaurant that night, actually. But we decided to stay and put because I think my parents knew something was, was, was pending. <laughs> Who did dinner arrive from? It was grilled. It was... Um, oh, Iverates. Yeah, Iverates. Yeah. And then we went from that... Immediately talking about the burgers. <laughs> but yet, there was a level of, like, comfort there. Yeah. It was like... It's like, now we can talk about yeah, the burgers. Now the small talk means something. <laughs> yeah. Like, passion. Yeah. That was part one of this episode. It's continued in part two. Thanks for listening.